You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride and on Twitter at the Slow Ride Pod. Hello and welcome to episode 235 of the Slow Ride Podcast. This is Tim in Orlando. Hey, this is Matt. Barely can see Tim moving so fast. I'm in Minneapolis. And this is Spencer in Boston, Massachusetts. You guys, I don't often like to get political on this show. But I was just downstairs before uh, before we got on the air here, before I entered the podcast green room. And uh, me and my wife had a little bit of a debate going on. A little, uh, well, kind of a serious question. And I, I just, you know, I, I hate to do this to you right off the bat, but I need to know. I need you guys to help me mm-hmm. settle an argument, a debate. Okay. Not an argument. Is sure her, her true Republican colors are coming out? So... We made, you know, we got our first real snowfall here in Boston today. Uh, we got like four or five inches or so. And uh, so we did what you do on a beautiful winter night. Made some hot chocolate. I put some marshmallows in uh, in my hot chocolate. She also put some marshmallows in hers. One cup overfloweth with marshmallows. One has a handful, a small handful. Who is correct? The small handful, at the most. I'm a no marshmallow Wait, are, kind of person. Are these the mini marshmallows? These are the little ones. Little ones, yeah. I'm assuming you are the overfloweth. I don't want to tip anybody's hand. I just need to. I need to. <laughs> I'm just gonna say right now, marshmallows and hot chocolate. Meh, not a big fan. So mm-hmm. I would go with the uh, the small amount. Okay. I, I don't like marshmallows in my hot chocolate. Yeah, I'm not a huge marshmallow fan, but I think when you when it's one of those things you do so infrequently, you got to go all in. It's kind of like hmm. when you have soup, you basically have more crackers than soup. <laughs> kind of would roll the same way. Okay, all right. Well, um, happy to report I am on Team Tim in this debate. Um, Alex is on Team Little Guy, and with the right. the debate remains split fifty fifty. You guys are no help at all. Well, I was total help. Well, I know I that I'll help. go out for hot chocolate with Alex. You know, we could have just hoped that little guy wasn't on the podcast again for the third time in four That's weeks. That's true. And then then he would have won. That's perfect. It's four true. We- Did we um, have we done a podcast four weeks in a row? I don't think so. <laughs> I've I've been here all the time. Um do we have any surprises coming up uh, for for our listeners uh like next week, Tim? <laughs> Maybe not next week, but the week after. I Mitch Docker, we've been we've been DMing back and forth. Um Mm-hmm. He's excited to come on the pod and to do the Jersey draft. And we have a lot of real life questions to ask him. Like, is the dot matrix fade on the red lotto jerseys as awesome as it looks like on TV in real life? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I don't know. You know, th- there's just a lot of things that we need to uh, find out. So I'm looking forward to the Jersey draft with Mr. Mitch doctor. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. Who's now that? little guy. I know hey. we're giving you a little bit of flack because you were gone, but is there anything yeah. that you would like to editorialize for the second episode that you missed recently? You had a lot on the first episode. Um, was, you know, I, now or forever hold your peace. 
I just feel like in the past, possibly you guys maybe talked a little trash about the Lamprey kit. I know, Tim, you were telling me in the green room that you have the kit and all that, but I feel like if we go back in the four, five, what have we been doing this? 35 years that we've been doing this podcast together. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's some episodes where I probably picked the Lamprey kit uh, for our Jersey draft and you probably gave me crap for that. That Uh, probably that um, is the, that's still, that's the beauty of the Lamprey kit. You can love it and hate it at the exact same time. Yeah, I, I don't know. I so, just I, I take a little issue with the, the way you guys were characterizing your continuous love for that kid. I feel like, um, well, I, just, I don't know. I just at, felt like I don't know. It's all right. Just get right, on the record. I'm glad you're on. You're on Team Lamp right now. Okay, just go on the record here, though. Quit deflecting. Are you into the education first kid or not? I love it. <laughs> okay. Nailed that I one. I obviously love Nailed it. Nailed that one. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't that hard. What, how, <laughs> I mean, no, no, Spencer, Spencer was spot <laughs> Spencer was spot on. Spencer, and two, what you were saying about um, like something I'd make in my backyard or something like yeah. that. It reminded me that I haven't made, uh, I haven't made any, many tie dye shirts myself for at least 10 years. Um, I think it was my last place I lived was the last time I made some tie dye shirts. And I was like, man, I gotta make some make some tie dye t shirts for this coming summer, you know. So maybe some custom ties. Yeah, maybe head out to the uh, performance bike shops before they go out of business. Grab yourself some uh, all white uh, jersey and bibs because they're definitely gonna oh, still be on the racks. And um, oh, that would be so good. Do yourself up a, a little uh, EF inspired kit for the uh, for the season. Uh, I know you're riding unattached, so I am. Well, maybe I, that would be so good. A little homemade education first kit. Oh well, and little Spencer, guy, that's bring brilliant, that, and I'm going to do that. I'm going <laughs> to make that my mission. I love it. If you bring that homemade kit to um, like Almanzo, there's a good chance that you'd actually see some education first riders, right? Like the, well, the Go Adventure team. Funny you mention Almanzo because, and I haven't actually looked into this, so this is perfect slow ride podcast talk here, is a segue into uh, something I have almost no knowledge of. But I heard that Almanzo isn't happening where it always happens, but it's going to happen in Northfield this year because the town of Spring Valley doesn't want all those stupid, dirty bikers there anymore, I assume. That's my hot tip. I could totally be wrong. I have no comments. (laughs) Well, speaking of Gravel Corner, um, everyone uh, that entered the Dirty Kansas Lottery got the magical emails Mm -hmm. of if they got in or not. Mm. Um, So I didn't check to see if... um, TJ Van Garderen uh, got a uh, an email that he's into Dirty Kanza or anybody <laughs> else from so uh, Education First. Uh, I didn't either. Did they they post the whole list so we so we can our listeners can go out there and well, comb the data I mean, for us. And well, send if us if in? they're anything like the rest of us, um, you know, my Instagram stories feed was flooded with people's screen caps of their emails getting in. So. I imagine, you know, eventually here we'll get the Joe Dombrowski's of the world and the Mitch Dockers, um, you know, posting their screen caps of acceptance emails. So we'll just uh, keep our eyes on the Instagram and for that. We've we heard rumors that the uh, the pro teams actually can get special invites. Um, you think so? Because yeah. apparently there's not rules in gravel racing. <laughs> but um, I really I kind of liked the idea that Education First would have had to sign everybody up for the lottery. And then just to see, like, that's how they determined which of their 30 riders are going to go to Dirty Kanza were the ones that actually got <laughs> yeah. in, right? Like, so <laughs> we didn't know who it was going to be. That, that um, would be incredible. I, 
I like the idea that Education First now has to employ somebody to do um, basically what we used to have to do when we'd go to like Jingle Cross, which get online and register right away so you could get that good start position like in the Cat 3 field mm-hmm. when it was just by registration order that that Education <laughs> First has somebody now on their on their, their roster whose job it is is just to like be available at any time to sign up for a race. Yep. Blessed, <laughs> blessed be to Cross Results for sorting out staging for for races everywhere because so crazy man it used to be the wild west out there (laughs) just just way to do it now um you know we do have some cyclocross world cups talk we have a um some australian team training camps to discuss and then just the the normal um jibber jabber but i think we need to get to the week's biggest news and that was right after Spencer and I recorded the podcast last week, because little guy wasn't here, um, was the uh, Astana team wrap. Oh. Uh, so, little guy, what's your what's your impression on this, uh, on this anthem? <laughs> well, I can't remember how it goes. It's not that catchy. I got to admit, after, right after I stopped watching it, I kind of couldn't remember. Uh, I mean, it's brilliant. Yeah. Who who could not uh, have a little bit of a soft spot for a stun in their heart? Now it's so awkward and terrible that it's yeah. It it I was mean, it was missing the hook, you know. Um, maybe a little yeah, bit better no, but, production, you know, could have saved it. Um, no discernible <laughs> need a little Casey and yeah, no no but, discernible chorus. Um, but it was kind of like a Wu Tang no. Clan situation where you've got. Just you got to put all the talent on the track every time, um, and really, you know, in you guys' eyes, who who really shone through? Who might have uh, a career oh, that was unrealized? <laughs> Did Full Sang full- say anything though? I feel- He's in a wheelchair. What's it matter? It was amazing. That was so good. It's just I like, like that the they guy had from the, the Mobamba song. The <laughs> shot of. Um- the shot of uh, Lopez is just him in the gym. Like he obviously didn't want to be part of this, and he's like, "Guys, I got a, guys, I got a gym session. Like I'm a Grand Tour contender. I'm busy. I, I still think Vino, like v- Vino, mm-hmm. being this like the third person on screen, like to come in and just like throw down and say like, yeah, I'm still here and still running yeah. this. To me, was what really set the mm-hmm. stage so, for. So he's he's awesome. Riza, is what you're saying. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. The problem for me with the whole rap is that no time did anybody say that that it was a rap. You know, like nobody mentioned that it was a rap. So I just was confused the whole time. They had some kind of lyric where they talked about like like the punchline was Kazakhstan. Like we're all from Kazakhstan. Yeah, they mentioned they mentioned they, all the other countries. Yeah, and they pointed to like the Kazakhstanian national champion. Yeah, I don't even know who that was. That was pretty well done. It's probably I, Lutsenko. Is he the only but guy? Here's, yeah. So, buy or sell the Astana team rap in building their like, like their status. Like, did it help the team in your mind, or did it hurt the team in your mind of cycling like nerds like that listen to this podcast? Uh, I'll say it helps. It's it helps way more than the Katusha uh, clothing brand. Ooh. Good pull. Has a strong pull. Um, yeah, I'm going to say uh, I'm going to buy on this one as well. I think I think it could be done better. I think there's a lot. There's the, the ceiling is very high for this. 
but they've come out of the gate strong. And until, you know, until we see that Dimension Data battle rap challenge to this one, until we see what FDJ brings to the table, um, you know, Astana right now, top of the pile, you know. So that does get a little bit into the bigger question is, this isn't the first um, rap song that we've seen from a pro team or goofy music video, right? Like my, the one, my, my all time favorite recently, well, my all time favorite is a recent one done by AG2R, the like the Mojo song that I post periodically. I'll, I'm sure I'll find it and post it on our Twitter account again, but that one I thought was well done. Cause they're like dancing underwater and there's just like, it's, it's just got French pop, Superstardom, mm-hmm. all written all over I'm it. Unfamiliar. The, okay, yeah. this this one's just a little goofy. Like that, it's good. It definitely helped their skills for the listeners of the Slow Ride podcast. But I don't know if um, so. What, well, other pro tour teams are sitting around going like, "Man, I want to pick up that album." When's are it you a buy or a sell? Then where where you fall here? There's only two options. You can't I'd, hedge this. I'd bet. buy it if it was in the. I'd buy it if it was in the used CD bin at Cheapo for like a couple of months. Okay. Oh, for sure. I I would spend a little extra money and get it on vinyl, especially, especially first pressing. <laughs> um, I would if I was a pro rider and I saw this though. Um, I I probably already wouldn't want to sign with Astana, but I definitely would be leery of entertaining contract offers for the next season just out of yeah. fear that somewhere in <laughs> deep in the fine print it would say that i had to appear in this ludicrous yeah. ass rap video. you're gonna have to come up well, with that's eight, eight, eight bars line. worth of lyrics by x date you know yeah you know it's like we need you for the spring classics mm-hmm. yada 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 oh and you have to push fugus lying around in a in a wheelchair in a music video yeah. no thank you so the a couple of touches that i thought were nice the gold painted um Chain, chain ring, ring. Uh, on, was, was on a well bicycle done. chain. Yeah. And yeah, that was classy. Some of the riders really, really sold it. Like they were really into it. And then, like mm-hmm. you said, you know, Luis uh, Sanchez was just like, I can't believe I'm even on this video. <laughs> and I would use that as like, like this is the ultimate team bond. Like Bjarni Reese sent him to military training camp, shoot some mm-hmm. guns. Um, AG2R, FDJ, we're going cross country skiing in the Alps. Astana, we're going to like Paisley Park and hanging out with Prince or, or we're hanging out with Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis and just going to produce an amazing album. I kind of like that team building a little bit better. Uh, if, this was, if this had been a little more Prince influenced, it would have been much better. <laughs> That's true. true. So um, I want you guys to give me one, just one team that you think can produce a better song than the Astana rap song right now with their current lineup like today tomorrow next week what team do you think is going to come out with the hottest track or is it Astana is Astana unbeatable oh man you know I mean you know that Taylor Finney's about to drop some weird (laughs) ass rap album like any day now you know that's true there's there's no way that he's not like he's not sitting on some like some collaboration with Tyler, the creator or something right now. Yeah. And it's going to drop any day. Now it's going to be awesome. It's going to drop right out of one of those funny little hats mm-hmm. and it's going to be. So, so you're going team EF is going to oh, yeah. have the, I think, okay. I think Taylor, he's currently like, so I he saw this video and he was like, does this mean I should 
put, drop my album tomorrow or should I maybe wait a little bit? Now, do you think... Just like, it, let, is, let the dust settle. Is this a solo album from Finney or is he carrying the rest of the team along with him? I, I think it's mostly a solo thing, but I think there's some, you know, some like guest appearances on tracks. Okay. All right. Here and there, you know? All right. Uh, surprisingly, Sep Van Mark on uh, most of the guest appearances. <laughs> <laughs> so... The, the, you, you just dropped this one <laughs> yeah. on us. I would say the, and maybe we're thinking same team because I'm sure you have one too. But I do not. I would probably have to go with Trek for single handedly for just for Tom Skewns. Seems to have the type okay. of uh, personality to go full on like I'm just doing this on my own, okay. and I don't care what anybody thinks. And you know, but it will be like it will be some pretty crazy lyrics like. A lot of different um, adjectives for potatoes. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like we'd learn a lot about Latvian history. Yeah, a lot uh, of potato-based. But rhyming. I think that could be a. Yeah. I, I think that I think that could be a real banger. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I, w- I would say Trek Segafredo, but really it would be more like the Tom Skunes album featuring Trek okay. Segafredo. And I mean, you feed him that much espresso too. It's there's bound to be an album coming <laughs> out of that. Um. So, yeah. Well, just on the Tom's thing, the. Uh, we talked the uh, state bicycle just released some video of like riding fixed up mountains with pros uh-huh. and Tom's is on it and it's 20 minutes of just Tom's. It's pretty awesome. He talks a lot about potatoes <laughs> and that's what, this is what you need to, this is like the, it was behind the music, yeah. you know, it was like the VH one behind the music to lead into this album. Drop. I see. So that's All my right. guess. That's pretty good. I don't know. Uh, I, I hadn't really considered this before I dropped it on you guys either. Um, so I haven't fully developed this idea, but I got to think as far as a whole unit, a whole crew, like Astana brought it pretty well, but I think the most like well-oiled machine in, in professional world tour men's cycling has got to be quick step. And I got to think they are in the lab. <laughs> they already got They're the in name. the lab. <laughs> they are, they are creating a, a solid, like one of these classic albums, start to finish all hits, you know, like. Like enter the thirty six chambers, but instead it's just called like, you know, enter the wolf pack or yeah. something. Oh yeah, right. Like the whole like their their crew name they've is already the wolf got the pack. name. They've already got, they've already got the yeah, look. They've kind you of already know, laid like, it down. They've already got the merchandise mm-hmm. for sale. So, um, okay. Let me just one further question. Okay. As you guys know, I have absolutely no musical skills. Uh, Spencer, you have some. Little guy, you, you probably are the most musically talented. Yep. As the intro of the uh, Slow Ride Reviews podcast is really well done. Thank so you. here's my... I've always wanted to be the merch table guy <laughs> okay. on Dream a tour. Big. <laughs> Dream big. Um, well, I just thought it would be a lot of fun. You know, you yeah, get to yeah. hang out with the band, mm-hmm. but then you're the you know, you're the face. You're interacting. You're like, you're upselling. You're, you're the one making yeah. the mm-hmm. money and counting yeah. the bills at the end of the night. Um, so I always felt that I could be a good merch van yeah. um, operator, so. merch table operator. What team... Producing an album, would you most want to just be the the merch that you know sitting sitting on the tour bus, but you're the merch guy oh. of the pro tour? Man, I mean, like, what team do you just want to hang out with for the whole season? I mean, again, I want shirts. to sell those floppy hats and wear those floppy hats. So you know, I'm going to EFG. <laughs> of course, you would. <laughs> All right, yeah. Oh. Uh, that it probably, but otherwise, I'd go FGJ. You know, because. Because 
you know, you want that tough I'd love. I'd be afraid of that because Mark Maddia would scare me. <laughs> like, no, just it's tough love. Yell at me all the time. Where's the it's money? From his heart. It's true. Um, I'm thinking I might go uh, merch guy for Dimension Data. Um, and okay. I'm thinking this Hang out because, Kev. yeah, you know, you got a couple of stars, like you get a little bit of the, the taste of that uh, glamour, you know, that side of it. But you, Who are their stars? But you know, the merch table ain't that busy and you're not going to be working that hard. So, <laughs> yeah, it's well, vulgar might have ruined that for you. Yeah. Well, I, I, th- I think I'd go with uh, Mitchelton Scott. Okay. Um, the only problem with Mitchelton Scott is I, they would probably hate me because I would refuse to sell any of the arrow helmets that they ride in. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I think Mitchelton Scott would be good because you guys know I'm not the smartest person out there. I can't speak a second language, but I think I can get by with Australian. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Okay. They have some uh, riders who aren't Australian on their team. I know, but like, I'm, I'm going to play in percentages here. Yeah, Anyways, because they also have a really good YouTube channel. That was the other reason, because like, I feel like, you know. Okay. Really? Yeah, I, you I could launch your brand. Um. <laughs> yeah. So well, speaking of Australia, yeah, Segway Sam of, uh, here and Mitchelton Scott. Let's talk a little bit about um, training camp down there, real quick. Uh, Richie Port reignited the hopes of a nation oh. with another amazing fifth victory in a row on Wollonga Hill. I think it's six, isn't it? Sixth? Who's now? Who's counting? Seven. Let's Richie give him Port. seven. It sounds good. Yeah, let's say seven. Way to go, Richie. You've won the town line sprint seven weeks in a row. I don't think anybody else has ever won seven things consecutively in, in cycling history, so. No. Yeah, it's a very good point. Daryl Impey uh, takes the win. Second uh, year Richie in a row. Port second. Wout Poles third. So Wout once Poles, again, you have. Who I think is a cardboard cutout. I don't think a human being can be that skinny. <laughs> Frighteningly skinny. How can he be that skinny in January? How could he be that skinny ever? <laughs> well, team train camp is looking pretty good. And uh, I don't really have anything else to add. So, I didn't watch any of the races. Well, no. Now, here's either. the thing. We saw some sprints, and then we saw Richie Port uh, dominate that the, the climb, uh, essentially, in the race. What'd you guess? It was really hot. Yeah, it was pretty hot. We got all the koala is. pictures and everything. Um But we had some pretty well-contested sprints. Uh, we saw Viviani... Doing really well, showing early. He looked like he was driving a motorcycle uh, when he blasted past everybody from like tenth position to take his victory. Um, early on, mm-hmm. we saw Peter Sagan winning, uh, and then we saw Impy winning some stages, which is dude, I guess. dude loves that race. There was a fist bump between Sagan and Sanchez. Yeah, that was all right. Post race. But um, how you feeling? How you feeling about Sagan, uh, you know, at training camp? How's his, how's his camp looking? How's Viviani's camp looking? Uh, what can we expect out of these guys this year? Is, is Viviani in Milan Sanremo form? Not until he goes to the Tour of Oman, and we can really see if uh, he's going to bring it. <laughs> Sagan looked good. I think Sagan looks, looks, looks like he's flying. He's got a good mustache. Mustaches are big in the Peloton. If there's one thing we can take away from training camp is that mustaches yeah. are the new era helmets. I don't I mean, they must make you faster. 2019, definitely year of the mustache. mustache. I, I'm not familiar with the... I like it, though. It looks good. Yeah. I'm not familiar with the Zodiac, but I'm pretty sure it's year of the mustache. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> you um, think you're right. And I think I looked at my chart this morning and that was what it said. Nice. So anyways, training camp, I, to be honest, I, I cool, I guess it was cool to see Caleb Ewan like be the team sprinter, mm-hmm. right? Something that he kind of has been in the past, but didn't get the chance at the tour this past year. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited to see what he's going to be able to bring. Um, but racing season starts at like Torino Adriatico. We've talked about this, you know, like those, that's when it starts to really matter that. And also what's the other uh, race, uh, the Umloop? that's what, you know, <laughs> February Do you guys- 17th. So speaking of that on entering today, had kind of like the UCI points mm-hmm. thing, like a breakdown, had all the charts. It was really, it was really well done. Um, if you want to see where all the points are, go check it out. But yeah, races like Umloop, you get less points for winning Umloop or E3, which is one of the five best races of the season, than you do for winning stuff at a Tour Down Under, which is bonkers. Who cares about Tour Down Under compared to winning the Umloop? Our thousands of Australian fans, little guy, that's who cares. Know, you can't do this during Australia, Australia, Aussie Corner. But that's like telling me... I'm not, it's, it's fine. It's, but it's too early and it's not, it's just not that important. It's just not like, I'm sure it's a good time. Like I would love to be, I would have loved to have been in Australia at the race. That sounds awesome. But mm-hmm. you know, like I would love to go to a really nice warm training camp in, in a lovely place where, where people have cool accents and they t- hand you tall beers, but you know, it's it's just not as important as the first Belgian race of the year, you know, the first real Belgian race. I don't know. Well, with that, I think we're closing Aussie Corner and Team Spring Spring Training Camp Corner, and we should get right on to the uh, Prem Lap. Hi, this is Dan from Nam. Namibia, not Vietnam, and you are listening to the Slow Ride Podcast. Ooh, ooh, a preem lap. I love preems because I was the one of us three that usually would win the preems. So, Spencer. Wait, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what are we racing for this week? <laughs> anyway, what are we racing for and I'm going to win? Yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> uh, this week, as always, um, you guys should know, uh, be well aware that we are in a strong partnership with Grimper Brothers Coffee, uh, bringing you two different coffee blends now, the Full Schleck uh, Light Roast Coffee and the uh, Cyclocross Friends Espresso Blend. Um, both of these are available now. Uh, you can head to wideanglepodium.com slash coffee uh, to pick those up. Um that is the best way to pick yourself up in the morning. The best way to tip your mechanic at your local bicycle shop who did all your suspension work on your mountain bike in the off season here, because I know you guys are all doing that right now and they're not waiting to the last minute. <laughs> yep. Uh, and anyway, and it's a, it's a delicious treat for, for you or your friends, or your family or whoever, uh, whoever is going to indulge in those delicious, delicious beans. So you support the network and uh, you support great coffee uh, and other cycling when you buy them. So that is where we're starting with the preem this week. And that's wideanglepodium.com slash coffee to find out more and take advantage of that subscription plan. It's pretty rad. And also when you go over to wideanglepodium.com, you can check out the 
family of shows of independent cycling media, everything from Consummate, Consummate Athlete, The Gravel Lot, Bike Shop CX, Crosshairs Radio, Cycle Cross Radio, and uh, the Slow Ride Podcast. We're, we're, we're stoked to be on the network, and we'd like to thank all of our listeners and supporters. Yeah, yeah. and we are, uh, we are working diligently on getting another Slow Ride Reviews episode uh, put together. Um, yeah. we don't have a schedule for this show, so they'll, they'll come kind of hit, you know, we got some gear Yeah, yeah we're, and we're, we're, we're trying it out actively reviewing currently. So we are actively review, reviewing some gear we're, and we're um, thinking we're pondering. Yeah. Yeah. We got to br- feel fast. We got to bring the people the correct information. So you yeah. got to bring the people what they want. So this is a show that, uh, if you, if you've noticed, we dumped into our regular slow ride feed a couple of times. It has its own feed. Uh, search for it on iTunes or wherever you're getting your podcasts and you will find it slow ride reviews and, uh, look for that one coming out in the next, uh, couple of weeks. And with that, um, let's get back to the show. All right, guys. So we got a couple. I got a tweet here um, from uh, a longtime listener, um, Colby Cheesy. And he hits us up and he says, Ilya Viviani was racing on a gold frame at the Track World Cup in London recently. One, is a gold frame legit to, to race on legit or appropriate? And secondly, is there a limit or duration one should race on a gold frame for Olympic winners? So I think that's a very good question because Viviani won the 2016 Olympic Omnium, and we are now going into the 2019 calendar year, and he is still rocking a gold track frame. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So one, is it legitimate to riot, to race on an all gold bike when you're you know on the velodrome or if you were the gold medalist? Uh, like uh, um, GVA, mm-hmm. can you wear the you know use a gold bike the entire time, or you just put accents on it? And secondly, when is the you know sunset clause on this uh, winning the gold medal, and you no longer can wear the gold gold bike? What? Yeah, there's a sunset clause. It's called the next Olympics. Yeah, there's four years in between. I, so, I think. Yeah. It, so you're okay with the full gold bike, not just like the accents. Like GVA has like little accents of gold, and then has sometimes the gold helmet, I believe. Because isn't that what uh, Bettini had as well, the gold helmet? Yeah, but I mean, guy, why not go full gold bike? Yeah, guys will do gold shoes. They'll do gold whatever. Like it's it's a personal preference, but. You know, if it's me, I'm doing full gold skin suit. I'm doing full gold yeah. helmet. I'm going full bike. Oh. Like everything, I'm getting campy to anodize my aluminum parts all gold. You know, I'm yeah. doing whatever I can. If if you are on FTJ now, if someone from FTJ ever wins Olympics, that will happen. Because mm. you know, we know how Mark Mandia likes to go all out for the national champions, regardless if it's French or whatever. Like he he believes. Yeah, and doing a good kit, he will he will just dip that person and all their belongings in gold <laughs> for the next four years. It'll be great. Yeah, um, yeah, that's I don't know. Yeah, okay, I think we're in I agreement did. on this one. See, now I thought you were going to take that in a slight tangent direction. Where okay, he won he won this on the track Omnium. So if he's doing a, a Madison race or something else, should he ride a regular painted bike? You know. 
which maybe you could get into a little bit, but I, I still think, uh, you know, if you want it, you want it, and you got it for four years. That's why you went there. So, yeah, I guess when Vinokurov won the gold medal, did did we even get a chance to witness him like with the full, um, you know, yeah. gold bike? And no, uh, or, I guess or that was before people went full tacky. You know, maybe, but was it? I don't remember, but I feel like Bettini maybe kind of kind of. Sammy Sanchez that. had the gold helmet. I tend to remember. Yep. So, all right. Well. Anyways, that was a, uh, a good question. And then we just uh, recently, just hot off the presses, got an email from Ryan Toom um, about aluminum frames. Because last week we talked a lot about mm-hmm. aluminum bikes with uh, Sagan busting out the aluminum bikes. And um, j- just sent a quick photo of his Cannondale CAD 7, which he head-on crash at the Wells Avenue training crit in Newton, Massachusetts. And as a result of heading of riding headfirst into the massive pay- uh, pileup, he went over the bars and the bike broke into like three pieces and the picture he includes the pretty clean break. And so now he's just riding steel bikes in that race, <laughs> which, um, <laughs> right, that's fair. Is it keep, very steel- keep moving this- to bendier and bendier metals. Huh? Yeah. This, this thing is very, this thing's weaponized after that crash. So, um, uh, unfortunate, but thanks for uh, your email, uh, Ryan. Amazing. Um, Speaking so, of crits, yeah, yeah, there was a World Cup crit today. You guys, you guys watched the first World Cup crit oh, of the season. Oh, man. I did. Segway, little guy, man, just killing it. Damn, that was yeah. well done. Yes, I did watch the training crit um, in France, and I got. I don't a, think it was training, really. I think it was like legit weekend crit. It, it was legit. Well, Vanderpool wasn't there, and neither was <laughs> Lucinda Brand, so it wasn't yeah, really true. like the. Full, it true. was like a training crit. Um, a game was there. <clears throat> what race do you want to talk about first? I watch both. Well, let's talk about the women's first because it happened first, and why not? Yeah, chronological I mean, okay. order. It is a little. Me- it is a little sad, like you mentioned, Tim. Lucinda Brand was not there, so we couldn't have the Dutch one through six, and instead we only got the Dutch one through five. Yeah. <laughs> a couple couple of notes that I have here. <clears throat> one is on the start. If you go back and watch the start, um, Voss takes the whole shot, and then Alvarado, the U twenty three World Cup leader is in mm-hmm. second. But the whole time she's racing behind Voss, she's like adjusting her helmet. Like she has I think she's on a laser helmet and has the roll sis. Mm-hmm. And she's up there trying to like tighten Easy it or something and it's really strange because she's sprinting at full speed to stay on Voss's wheel, but she's only got one hand on the bars as she's trying to tighten the helmet. Um it was That's strange. That's pro. That's pro. It was very pro. And then the um there was another uh classic scene of i don't know the woman's name but she was in the break of three and she gesticulated wildly like why aren't you pulling through Uh when the like did the whole like yelling like i thought for a second she was italian like from like an italian road racing team and no she she kind of looked the wrong way and was just like, why aren't you pulling through it? But like, I don't feel like it was anybody's fault that no one was pulling through. And then she mm. got dropped like two laps later. Was, <laughs> I mean, I think that's probably what Voss said was a little bit later. She's like, because I'm saving my, I'm saving my powder for this. And then she dropped it. <laughs> cause I'm, just so cause like, I'm, I'm boss and I'm way stronger than you and I'm way smarter than you. And now I'm going to crush you. Did you see you. this? Yeah, no, you I guys, saw it too. And, okay. it, and all I could think was, because Voss knows it's the middle of the race, and she's saving it to crush the last three laps. That's why she's not pulling through. <laughs> if you're going to make 
like the motions and get really angry. And I've seen like men do this. Like I just like if you're gonna do that, you better finish with the lead group. Like like you're you're basically saying like yeah, it's tough. Well, I'm not you doing gotta... all the work here. Then it's like oh wow. Well, and then Voss yeah. just she <laughs> now, finished. Just, she had the... a good finish, but I mean yeah, I agree. Yeah, don't you think that's like a desperation move though? Like if you were in that group, you would have pulled like hey guys, pull pull through, pull through. Like I need to sit on the back. <laughs> like I can't do yes. all this work. Uh, maybe. Yeah, if I could have ever gotten to the front, yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. even I, even I the only... group you're in, like off the back. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, right. Come on, help. And then uh, Voss just um, destroyed in the last, like, what, quarter of a lap yeah. when yeah. she attacked. Um, what was the woman's name that got second that was That's on the front Denise for most Besma. of the race? Besma? Yeah. And... I was, I have to admit, once again, a little disappointed that after the race, Voss gave a hug. I don't want Voss to give hugs to anybody. I just want Voss to go to become like the Terminator and just destroy everybody. It'd be awesome. Oh, man. She's too nice. She crushes him and then she, she picks she him right back up. She can hug everybody after she wins the world championships again and re, like reminds everybody that she's arguably the greatest cyclist of all time. Yeah. And then, you know, I love the idea that she's. <laughs> that ruthless out on the race course and then afterwards she's like the nicest person it's great to me like is that is it like the nice um like it's like yeah i just got done destroying you here let me give you a hug like i mean don't take it personal i'm I'm the best that's one good way to look at it i like it it's definitely easier to be that friendly when you just it is beat everybody into a pulp yeah (laughs) it's a personality (laughs) thing for sure and i think only the most ruthless of killers have it um okay. so I'm I'm kind of into it uh especially when she's destroying uh the field like she did like I have not experienced this on the level obviously uh uh like that but in my own experience like the only time I've felt that is riding with Mo Bruno Roy because she will yeah. absolutely shred me and then after the ride be like oh hey hi hey do you need a cliff party want the da-da? like she's the nicest <laughs> person and I'm just like, I'm no longer a human. Like I am destroyed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then uh, the um, the men's side of the race today that was, that, a was race. A tr- that was a full on training crit more so than the women's race. Just all together until Lars Vanderhaar um, bobbled on the steps and kind of created the split. But then Lars Vanderhaar <laughs> brought it all back together again. I kind of wish yeah. he didn't do the bobble because who knows what would have happened. Um, Cause it would be great to see him win a world cup race, but um, he had a chance. He, he Wild Van Art takes the victory over tune. Yeah. Eretz and, in and, second place. and we got to give Van Torn out some, some love. <sighs> he, he, that yeah. last lap was great. I mean, if you don't watch anything, just go back and watch that last lap. Cause it is, it is a lot of fun. And Kevin Powell's, Flatted, but ended up getting eighth place. And uh, yeah. Minnesota Third. superstar Josh Bauer showed up and did the race. A f- uh, fan of the podcast. Did you um, see what he finished to see him it? out there. He I finished, kept... I believe, in forty seventh. Oh, he, was... he moved up because I saw he was in fifty last time. I four saw spots. Nice, Josh. Good from work, his, man. he was the very last hard. person to stage. God, that's that race was so fast. Holy crap! So I don't know. That was a great yeah, race. Anyway. It was it was a ton of fun. I guess maybe it is more fun without Vanderpool. 
He would have just, um, just walked away with that. He would have ridden backwards the whole time. <laughs> yeah. He would have just jumped. He would have like got at the start and flipped around and sat on his handlebars and been like, I'm going to try to challenge myself today, guys. Lars Vanderhaar also is doing a little bit of a style and profiling on that sw- on that bunny. Um, there's like a bunny hop section. Yeah. He's doing a little like cool. uh, kind of tail whips. It's pretty cool. That to was see. cool. So but. I think now I know you guys have been talking big game for WoW, for world championships, but I think that because Vanderpool skips, usually he just shows up and crushes everything with no no regard for rest. But I think because he he's obviously taken a little rest. Mm-hmm. He's eyeing Amstel Gold. I think he's going to win world championships. Really? <laughs> oh, you think that's a possibility, do you? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's smart money's been on that the last few years, and it hasn't worked out, right? I would put a lot of points on him to win. Um, yeah. Overall, right. that is for sure. I'm I'm still on Team Wout. I'm still on Team Wout. All right, dude. I It'd think he's got to too Wout, much muscle. He's got way too much muscle. There's no way. So Spencer, he does look bigger. I'll give you that. We were talking a little bit about um, Wout not winning the Belgian national championship, right? And more than likely losing the world championships. And he's not the European champion. So next year we're going to see a Wout Van Hart team jersey for the first time in like, uh, like what <laughs> five years? Potentially, that he, that yeah. he's going to have a, a trade team jersey. Um, that's going to be pretty yeah. Exciting. Like I don't, I still don't think he has one for this team that he's on right now. Like, hmm. no, yeah. he probably the day after the World Championships he puts on the jumbo jersey. Yeah, you know, it's probably true. So now over this past weekend. I was able to uh, get a bunch of riding in because the ninth annual Doc Hollywood is coming up. I've talked to you guys about this ride for the last nine years, and I hope one of these years you guys get to come. It is Me the too. ride. It's a legendary ride. The 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 ride you're going to tell your grandchildren about. Mm-hmm. And it is in Micanopy, Florida, where the greatest Michael J. Fox movie ever filmed was filmed. Um, little, don't watch it with your kids. It's an R-rated movie. <laughs> And well, it's an it R-rated, R-rated Michael J. Fox it, movie, which is a little weird. Is it really R? Or is it like '80s PG-13? There is, there's, there's nudity. There's nudity. It's rated R. Okay. All right. Um, Gosh, weird a great movie. movie. The bike ride is even better. I went out, crushed the uh, course with a bunch of friends two weeks ago. Had a great time. And it is, it is in the country. It is the deep country. Like when you go into the the store. Like the the corner store we go into, they had Salem cigarette hats for sale. Mm-hmm. Nice. They had a lot of NASCAR buckles for sale. Like this is like it is country pork rinds for sale. And then this past weekend, I did a ride here in Orlando where I went to like kind of country, like not really, like just right outside the city. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to bring this up to you guys that I have a new theory. Okay. That. There's country and then there's fake country because when I'm out riding the Doc Hollywood course in the country, there's absolutely mm. no problems with traffic or cars. The people that see us out there, they're like usually in like a old Ford Ranger pickup truck, maybe a Silverado, uh, you know, uh, lots of hand waving. Like, like people just, hey, you do your thing. I'm going to do my thing. Just don't bother me. Right. But then when you're in like the fake country, which tends to be a little bit closer to the cities, you get the people that think that they're country 
And then they're just the biggest jerks in the world. They all drive Pontiacs or ridiculous <laughs> trucks and they're flicking you off like any moment they can. And yeah. they're like listening to their, I what Travis Tritt. I don't even know who the country star is anymore. <laughs> Toby Keith. Like, you know, like they're, they, they just really want to kick my ass. Cause I'm, I'm wearing spandex yep. and it really bugs me. Mm-hmm. And I think that they're just fake. And they don't get it. They really want to live like they're in the country, but they're not in the country. They're in fake country. See, I think, mm. yeah, there's a good way to tell, Tim, is, uh, is to look at the pickup trucks that are driving by you. And if you get the two-door pickup trucks driving by, like a, a F-250 or something, um, it's a good sign you're out in the real country. But if you get okay. if you get like a, a the lariat version with the heated leather seats and the the four uh full-size king cab deal you know that's a eighty thousand dollar truck <laughs> that's that's not for working yeah, on the, the farm suburbs. you know what i mean so it's like when i'm out when i was out riding the doc hollywood course people were waving they're riding their horses on the road that we're riding down gravel road and they're just like oh come on guys and they're like have a good day (laughs) waving their cowboy hat at Mm -hmm. me like they were like we made their day it was kind of like when we used to go out in durand and like you'd see the amish families on the side of the road at the durand road race and they'd be like you guys are awesome but then when i'm out around cornfields kind of close to a city man they really hate you like get get out of here (laughs) you're backing up traffic true I got to interject here quick, Tim. Uh, I just pulled up the uh, Doc Hollywood information here on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Um, it is PG-13. Um, it is. The 80s. That's what I thought. Or the early 90s, I guess, uh, specifically were a different time, but it does have a 69% uh, rating here on, uh, nice. on Rotten Tomatoes. a very, they're grading on a curve. That movie, I don't know if it deserves that. Um, it's the Whoa. only reason I own metric wrenches, but it's still a great movie. <laughs> Little guy. 60, I mean, 69, nice ranking, but yeah. I think it should be much higher. <laughs> so I watched it, it as a kid and I remembered it very favorably. And then when I was at your place in Gainesville years ago. Why did ago, you remember it favorably? As a kid, probably because of the nudity, <laughs> but also because there was a Porsche, there was a Porsche involved. And mm-hmm. I remember, I remember it being a funny movie as a kid. Here's what I knew when I watched it a second time: there was a Porsche, and I, I was pretty sure there was like a little topless scene, and there was it was pretty funny. So that's basically what I was like ten years old when this came out. That's all I needed. But when I, we watched it again, I gotta say, I don't know if it fully holds up, Tim. No, it's... I think it ages quite well. <laughs> the, um, the do you the, have a new Blu-ray of is... it? Your DVD version was a little little. The I don't know if they remastered it. So like in a hallway. It's or now something. on HBO, so anybody can go see it. And it was filmed in Micanopy, Florida, which for <laughs> some reason there are some plot points. He's yeah. he's a doctor in Washington D.C. and he's trying to get to Los Angeles. Mm. He takes a and for turn. some reason he ends up in South Carolina, <laughs> which I don't understand <laughs> yeah. how that it works. Makes no sense. Um, Even the 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 I want they had to stretch it just to get him in the somewhere in the south to make it somewhat believable. You're still like, where was he driving? So what weird route was Michael J. Fox taking? It's such a good movie though. Like the <laughs> in the, the the bike ride itself. I hope you guys can come one of these years. Yeah, I uh, do Keith, come. the old uh, Swift Cycle uh, bike shop co-owner, uh, mm-hmm. is going to be coming out next year. Uh, Brandon Gavick is coming this year. We have a couple oh. of other uh, listeners. We have a crew coming in from Virginia. 
that's going to be coming around. Like the ride right. keeps getting bigger and bigger. Well, and the best part is you don't need a gravel bike to do it. You ride a road bike with 25s. Mm-hmm. You're totally going to be awesome. There's only uh, like 15 miles of gravel on it. Yeah. Maybe for the, maybe for the 10th anniversary, we'll make it down. I, um, you know, I, I was just in Florida. It's a lovely state, Tim. Uh, I don't know why people speak so poorly of it. <laughs> um, but oh, really, yeah, little guy, t- tell me more. I know, I know you want to talk <laughs> about it with a with an with an with an entrance like that. Well, well, I there's been a few doping positives lately. Uh, um, well, the Volta uh, Miami just had a fourth, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure there's a fifth one coming. I've I've heard from a couple of the racers and riders down there. That there's five positives out of that yeah. race that was in June of this year and they've already announced four so that's a lot i i think at this point usada should just open a substation down there um (laughs) and just like go on the local group rides or hang out at the anti-aging clinic um Um, so i was in miami tim i didn't i saw like four people on road bikes nobody rides bikes there why are they all doping uh, is it because they don't train or what's where are they where are they riding well, they all ride around Key Biscayne, so my so, our Miami listeners are going to know about this. That's so the only Biscayne, place I saw road bikes. That's yeah, the, so I going up there. Key, okay. Key Biscayne, going up that bridge, there's the that's giant a, climb, that's and a, they just run laps. It's a six-mile loop. You just go up and down that. I've done a group ride with about 100 people up that, and okay. they're there. Or they just ride up A1A, um, or there's Avenue. one single route out to the Everglades National Park out through um, like uh, Homestead. And that's no. they, you only do that on the weekends, though. And it's really flat. <laughs> There's okay. a couple turns. Well, everything's really flat. Um, okay, the Kiva scan thing makes sense because that's the only place I saw anybody riding other than on the sidewalk with a mountain bike with a bunch of fishing tackle on it. Yep. Otherwise, I didn't see but, anybody on bikes. So, Well, that's a shame. There's a lot of bikes also over in Miami Beach with the um, yeah. bike share. And then also Coconut Grove has a lot of people riding bikes. So, so I saw um, a lot of Cannondales. What I did see was Cannondales, basically, road bikes. They seem mm-hmm. to have a presence down there, which is, you know, we talked about this in the past podcast. Like, mm-hmm. I don't see Cannondales around here. Um, but, like, all, when I was on Key Biscayne, it was all roadies on Cannondales, basically. You know, the, we were talking a little bit um, here when I was on the ride this weekend that, uh, you know, like, you have the pockets of, of bikes that are popular. So, like, you know, maybe Cannondale in Miami. What, and then the boutique brands. And I always think it, it's like a problem with the supply chain. Like wherever like one bike tends to take over a, a market, it seems to be just mm-hmm. because someone's selling them for really cheap. <laughs> and then unless it's one of the big three, just by by volume um, yeah, right yeah. now in Orlando, Colnago uh, seems to be all over. And I haven't yet figured out where everyone's getting their Colnagos. <laughs> like, I don't know if it's on backcountry. Like, I don't know where it's coming from, but there's a lot of Colnagos out there, and uh, you don't think some fell off a truck somewhere? No, I don't. Like I don't on the way to no. Miami. I think you would have heard about that, right? Like, I mean, someone gets a cargo bike stolen on the way to Cabda, and it's all over a bicycle retailer. I feel like if someone wrapped a a, tr- uh, a container ship of Colnagos, we'd know all about it. Yeah. I just think that there's someone is moving Colnagos here in this area a lot because there's a lot of Colnagos out there. Um, you see quite a few. I mean, you. See, you definitely see a lot of Specialized and Trek here in Orlando. They're definitely one yeah. and two um, going back and forth. Trek Everywhere. is probably a little bit bigger um, just because of their, I think on their gravel side, the gravel bikes are pretty big right now. So that seems to be you know, where most people are going. Mm-hmm. Um, not very many giants in the Orlando region. 
a lot of Pinarellos, and for some reason, I'm just noticing a lot of Colnagos lately. Hmm. That's weird. Yeah, I don't see many of those. I definitely Colnagos with Shimano. I just want to say, which is really strange for me. It's wrong. It's just wrong. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's what Mape did, but and somehow that's right. So I don't know. I don't so, know. I don't know what I want. I do have to ask a question, little guy. Yeah. When you were down in Miami, yep. Did you see more more Porsches with two doors or four doors? Oh, definitely four doors, man. It was sad. It was a sad scene. It was a. It was very sad. Um, I was super disappointed in in Miami car car culture, Tim. I was expecting. I I think in my mind, I thought it would be like Southern California, where it was just bonkers, cool stuff everywhere. And instead, it was just. uh, It was like you said. It was. Glorified minivans everywhere. The the amount of four door Porsches down there, oh my I God. The, it's ridiculous. Um, I don't I don't get it. Yeah, it should be a crime. Um, but <laughs> the, the one thing I saw that was uh, two door Porsche related, and this this is great, is right in front of me. There was a Boxster, and another one pulled up next to it, and we were like stuck in traffic, like we constantly were. And the one guy revved his engine to the other guy. And they like chirped at each other like the four feet forward <laughs> when the light turned green and we barely moved. <laughs> and it was pretty funny to me that they, the one guy decided to like race the other guy. Of course, it was the guy with the Boxster S that was uh, instigating the uh, the revving, not the, the regular Boxster. <laughs> yeah. So um, I did not partake in my Hyundai Elantra rental car. So. Yeah, well, I'm not surprised. But I yeah, the 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 amount of Porsches are ridiculous down there. Um so were you expecting a lot more um like grandma cars like like Mercedes without rust damage? Uh no, I mean I saw <laughs> I saw a lot, I mean there's a lot of Mercedes too, but everything's newer model. No, I expected um you got nice weather, uh you can drive any weird car you want all year long. I imagine it'd be like around like when I've been to Southern California where you see a lot of new fancy stuff. Um, but you also see people just like daily driving like a 1980 civic, you know, and it just looks like it's literally been driven every day. Um, I was, I was looking for that kind of scene, you know, just people just driving weird old cars because it's, it's doable without rust and terrible weather. And instead I just saw new stuff, which was boring. I saw a lot of Ferrari dealers. It's boring. I want to see, I want to see the only cool thing I saw was like a 1980, uh, Plymouth, uh, Aries, Aries, whatever that K car. That's like the biggest piece of junk ever. And there's like probably seven of them registered in the United States. That was one of the most exciting things I saw the whole time. Well, little guy, um, yeah. I'm sure Tim can back me up on this, but I'm pretty sure in Florida, you know, when you go to buy a car, you don't buy a car, A. You go and you lease, uh, you lease. your car for two years because every two years a hurricane comes through and destroys all the cars, so everybody has new cars all the time. That must be what happens because there were times when I'd look around and, and nobody had a car that was more than two years old. Yeah. It was well, crazy I- to me. I am happy you were able to experience Miami before it goes underwater. Um, yeah, me too. Any, me too. <laughs> anytime now. Uh, they, like they'll have another king tide coming up here soon. And when the yeah. king tides come in, Miami Beach has major uh, flooding issues. So, yeah. You know, that's why Humvees are also a popular car down there. Um, <laughs> uh, G-Wagons. Holy cow, G-Wagons. Oh, my God. So 
No, they made well, that. What many. else? Do you, uh, do you have anything else uh, cycling related, Spencer, on your docket um, for the podcast this week? My docket is cleared. All right, and uh, little guy, anything else for you? Uh, no, everything's just uh, Florida complaining related. So, oh, well, I can't wait to listen to more of it in the yeah. podcast green room and next week on the Slow Ride Podcast. We'd like to thank all of our listeners and supporters of the Wide Angle Podium Network. We'd like to thank Grimper Brothers for their continued partnership. Go to wideanglepodium.com slash coffee to find out more to get both the full Schleck blend and the Hello Cyclocross Friends espresso blend. This is uh, Tim in Orlando, Florida. This is Matt, no longer in Miami, Florida. And this is Spencer in Boston, Massachusetts, reminding you to always wave at all your fellow cyclists that you see out on the road. The Slow Ride Podcast. Bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com and on Twitter at TheSlowRidePod.